0: Man, well, it's good to be back and I enjoyed the Sandus Hilton because nobody was there. It was awesome and it's pretty cool walking around there and, and it's just totally quiet. You know, I've never really worked in, a, in an industry or business where, like, I go to big conferences throughout the year. I don't know why that happened to me. I just don't. I know that place is packed at times. People walking around with badges and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a badge.
1: You should. So that I can feel very important. Um, do you think I should get a badge? I, I think so. I'm trying to decide what would go on it, though. Would it? You know, would it be like your, your nickname from like high school sports or would it be, you know, something a hmm. little more recent or are we thinking, you know, like the general, like Bo, the general bound the general or something like oh, that?
0: Oh gosh. I don't know what we'll have to, have to think about that, but, uh, I will say this, you know, I hadn't really ever messed with that coffee shop in the Sandest Hilton just cause I can't wait in line. You know, if there's more right. than two people, I'm out and, um. Since there wasn't anybody there the last couple of days, I'd go down, and um, yeah, I'd get my walk in, go down, and and then roam around the the resort and see all the Lululemon women and things, uh, you know, because they're walking and talking and Lululemoning, and you know, I mean, it's serious, dude. <laughs> Lululemoning, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: and uh, but anyway, I went to the um, I went to the coffee shop one morning. I, I guess it was the morning I didn't do the show, Jason. Gotcha. And, uh, I, I was like, you know, I need something to eat. And these two ladies were so sweet and they were like, well, you know, we have this and this, and th- and they were telling me about all these big, you know, sweet things. You know what I'm saying? Like huge yeah, muffins cinnamon and rolls and I can't and do crabs. that. Yeah. So I said, I looked up at the, I said, you have a chicken biscuit. And she said, yeah, I said, all right, I just want chicken, biscuit, bacon. Boom. So I ate half of it.
1: Of course. Probably a little too much. (laughs) Of course.
0: I don't like to feel full in the morning. And then Wendy actually took a bite later when she got up, met me at the pool. And I had to run and get some Prosecco. And she liked it too. So if you're ever there, the chicken biscuit is really good. I was surprised. Because I wasn't going to go to the buffet. Right, I, I mean, don't. I don't need that much food. Well, you're not a buffet guy ever, I don't think.
1: Well, at 20, okay, uh. I could I could <laughs>
0: smash a buffet at 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a buffet guy. Hands I can down. see that, hands down. Yeah, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't know the last time I hit a buffet, but maybe I need to.
1: Yeah, see, I don't mind smashing a buffet at lunch. And then just kind of fighting through it for the rest of the day. But why would why do you do that to yourself? Because it's so good. Like like that day that I went to Mama Hamel's. And, okay. And you were like, How I get are that you they have away? amazing food. It, it was great. I'm aware. It, it's I, worth the fight. I can't. But I I can't
0: do what I want to do uh, and do that. Okay, know?
1: I see what you mean.
0: Yeah. I I just need um, I don't know, half a boar's head sandwich. Yeah. You know what my weakness is though, chips. Oh. Chips.
1: Yeah. Love them. Love them. Are we talking just plain like? I love salty. the jalapeno kettle. Ooh, kettle. Kettle's uh, the I, way to go. I love what they have downstairs. They got good ones. You know? Are you a voodoo chip guy? No, like those? but oh, I like okay. the jalapeno. Okay.
0: Jalapeno's the vibe. Jalapeno's. Yeah. <laughs> May have to do some nachos this weekend. Ooh. A little boar's head and some uh, maybe Sanderson Farms chicken. All fresh. Uh, clean nachos is the way we like to put it with a bunch of jalapenos. Ooh, perfect.
1: Did you tell me it was national filet mignon day over the weekend? Over the weekend it is national filet mignon day. I, you're a medium rare guy, right?
0: Yeah, I was rare forever. Wow. Uh, but I like it seared. Okay. So you could say it's Pittsburgh or you can just say it's seared rare. Last night I went medium rare seared. It was Ooh. divine. And, uh... But I, I can go, you know, I can go up to medium, you know, but but l- light-medium. I mean, let's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm more rare, medium-rare.
1: Yeah, that yeah. Used, to, used to always hurt my heart when I was, you know, a server, and somebody so, would order the bone-in, the most expensive steak on the menu. At local? Yes, sir. $85 steak, and they would say, well done, please. Or let me get that medium well. Well... <sighs> That's when you need to be at stakeout. Yeah. You
0: know? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Or or sizzling or something like that. Outback? You know, I I still struggle. Outback was great for years. Mm. Uh, Hold on. It was really good. Okay. Because, you know, when I was traveling like a crazy man, um, especially down in the Panhandle, that was part of my territory. So I was down between Pensacola and Tallahassee all the time. And, uh, yeah, I would always, we, we, it, it, we would always end up at an outback. Um, but now, you know, we hit local, you know, more, I guess there's more local restaurants than there was 22, 23 years ago, especially like, you know, steakhouses and well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you should be able to, I mean, if you're worth your salt at all, you should be able to, you should be able to sling a good steak. Definitely. I mean, come on. Right? Just about any restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So And you gotta I, I have good I, wine. Well, well, good vinos. Uh you know, I mean, I'm a big, big proponent of really, really good red wine. Yeah. So we went through a good bit of Dakota Shah uh, a week or so ago. Uh Cabernet Franc. It was delicious. All right. We are the out of bounds show, ESPN one oh five nine The Zone want to say good morning, welcome in, and hope you're doing well. The SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Went McGee and Ben Bush. MortgagemanMS.com. MortgagemanMS.com. Get qualified. Get ready to go in the Jackson Metro or Starkville, Oxford, or wherever in the state. MortgagemanMS.com. Bank of England. Also, the show is brought to you by CORE. CORE Cryotherapy. CORE Cryotherapy and Wellness in the Township across from Sombra. And they've got all kinds of cool things going on for your immune system, including IV therapies and cryotherapy. Now, I've told you all this before. First time I ever heard of cryotherapy, well, I may have heard of it before, but I actually paid attention was when Laquan Treadwell started talking about cryotherapy. It was either 2013 or 2014. And I thought, I got to hit the Google on this. What This sounds awesome. And then right around that time, the Health Plex called, and they said, hey, we've got a cryotherapy machine. Come try it out. Okay. And maybe because I would mentioned that. Because Laquan right. was in an interview after practice. It was actually this time of year. And they were talking about rest and recovery with his body. And he was like, yeah, I've gotten into cryotherapy. I was like, aha.
1: <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
1: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal.
0: Listen to the deal on Spotify. So I went over there, got in it. It was awesome. And then Tommy and the team at Core Cryotherapy and Wellness have cryotherapy. It only takes three minutes, which for me, ADHD, no patience. Yeah. I have the patience of a three year old. It's fantastic. So you can go in there and rejuvenate, and it hits your immune system and it makes you feel great. Core cryotherapy and wellness across from Sombra in the township. Um, who else? Oh. Speaking of breakfast sandwiches, Fleetway Market in the Market Cafe in Glugstadt. Ooh. Delicious. If anybody wants us to bring us one, we'll hook you up with some swag or Tito's or something if you're twenty one and older. All right. Uh what did you have
1: for dinner last night? You did you cook a meatloaf? Uh no, I did not. I did not follow through with my uh fifty year old tendencies. I went to uh the mermaid cafe last night oh. uh, with uh, Miranda and her family and what'd you have? I had I went I'm a huge shrimp and grits guy. If shrimp and grits is on the menu and I haven't had it yet probably gonna try it oh so I went with the shrimp and grits it was different it was like a like a tangy barbecue sauce instead of like a Creole broth in a way but it it was good um I had to add a little hot sauce to it because I you know I love that little kick oh but it was great and the I love a good spinach artichoke dip can't beat it so yeah it was it was excellent and I had a Stella Stella Arts water you're smart yeah good I got a head on my shoulders
0: yes you do I'm glad that you said hello to all our friends who represent Stella, um, good guys, good dudes out there, you know, um, though I've, I've gotten to meet all those sales guys that are, they're out and about that are, um, dropping, you know, Stella and microbe ultra natural light and bushlight. These guys hunt fish, drive trucks, you know, they know how to do it. And, uh, cold beer, cold beer is good with some shrimp and grits, especially when you threw a little bit of that hot sauce on there Ooh, that was yeah. perfect i bet because yeah. stella's good and crisp fantastic high quality beer and you got some shrimp and grits with some spice i exactly. like that
1: and they uh they gave me one of those glasses that that you have here you know the nice stella beer glasses oh yeah uh, they, they brought out one did of those. i give you any of those yeah i got a couple of them at okay. the house uh, i got to drink a, a nice cold cold beer one word yes okay got to drink a nice cold beer Okay. Out of one of the Stella Artois glasses. And I gave
0: too. you a couple. You did. Good. I just wanted to make sure because we've got we've got some back there. All right. Um I want to hit Phil Mickelson before I do this. Lane train. No, local lane train. All right. We'll we'll do lane train first. <laughs> we'll do lane train first. Um I, I like the one about uh the main change to make last year is to be hard to beat late in the year. So let's let's go with that. Lane is, uh, they're getting in what? They're a week in the camp? No. About almost nine days in the camp. So the grind is on for Lane Train and Arnett and the players. And Arnett's decided to go to the farm this year, which is what Dan Mullen did and what Joe Moorhead didn't. And that program went softy, softy, quickie, quickie. <laughs> so uh, this is Lane Kiffin says main change to make from last year is to be hard to beat late in the year
2: you want to coach really well and play really well and sometimes that means this many wins and sometimes the ball hits upright and doesn't go in you know or a ref misses a call so um I know at the end of the day it's about wins and losses okay but from a coaching standpoint it's about coaching really well and getting our guys to play really well and um and be hard to beat I think last year at the end, we weren't hard to beat because we turned the ball over. We didn't get turnovers. We we're horrible in the red zone. Um, you know, too many we gave people too many too many easy plays. And to me, when you're a really good team, you're coaching really well, you're playing really well, you're hard to beat. You may lose some games, but you gotta play really well to beat us. And I do not feel like that was the case at the end of the season.
0: He's right. He's right. Um you know they looked they looked bad at the end of the year, and uh, they benefited from one of the softest schedules in the history of the SEC West. The first seven games of the season, Jason, did they start off seven and zero or seven and one?
1: It was seven and zero, and then lost to LSU. Okay, and then beat Auburn, I believe, to make it eight and one. Okay, going into the Bama game. Okay but uh my question for you is so he talks about being hard to beat at the end of the season a lot of those games if you watch which I know you're a huge old Miss guy so you watch all the games I do watch um, all the games so and i uh I, I, hey lane trainer bust yeah so a lot of those games I mean he was giving the team the other ball the the ball on the 40 yard line going for going forward on fourth down five times in a row right is being hard to not being hard to beat is that the team's fault, or is that some on the scheme of giving them excellent field position? Oh, I I think Lane went overboard
0: with the analytics (laughs) last year. So, you know, the question is, because he likes to be super aggressive, can he rein it in a little bit and give Pete Golding in that defense at least some better opportunities field position-wise? Can, you know, it, it, look, is Lane Bright? Yes. Is he a good coach? Yes. Is he an excellent play caller? No question. Um, but, you know, now that Ole Miss went through what they went through, now he he's lost a golden egg. I mean, he could do no wrong the first couple of years. Yeah. Right? And, and he inherited a much better squad. Much, 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 much better squad than Mike Leach. And he took advantage of it. And he gets Vandy every year, and he's pulled Kentucky twice in his first three years and has avoided Georgia. I mean, and didn't get A&M at A&M the year that A&M went 8-1. and one. I mean, some things have really – and then all of a sudden last year, it you know, because it's going to happen eventually in this league, things went against him, and it was several losses to, to – you know, he's riding high for a couple of years. And and now people are like, all right, you're, you're getting paid nine plus million. We want a bunch of dubs. Yeah. <laughs> and, a a and, bunch. And you hadn't won since when? Last, what game did you tell me was their last win? The Auburn. Auburn the Aub- game. So Auburn that had game. to
1: be in early November? It was around then. It, either late October, early November.
0: Okay. All right. Because they lost to Bama. Oh, no. he there, There's probably a non-conference game in there for him. So it may have been mid to late November. He got another W. But then Mississippi State and Texas, you know, State had a solid team and Texas Tech was terrible. Um, and, And those games didn't go well. Do we want to drop the QB battle, Lane Train? Let's do that. Lane Kiffin doesn't want a QB battle to extend into the season, but it might. Well, when you bring in that many guys, it is going to extend into the season.
2: I would prefer for it not to. I've always said that. I always think it's better to have your guy, but you don't want to risk choosing the wrong one. And so there are times at least two I can remember where we've gone into a season not knowing for sure. So we've used some games or first game to help gather the information to make the decision because it is obviously don't have preseason games. So it is it is hard to judge and people make the wrong decisions all the time even with preseason games at the next level so <clears throat> i just try to be really careful of saying okay well that's the guy and then you haven't seen him even play in the game you know with you and um you know with the current team so ideally no we would not go into that but if it can if it doesn't show itself then then I feel like you have
0: to. Uh, then there will be. There will be a QB battle go into the season. That was pretty good, by though, by Leia. He kind of changed his tail a little bit there. Yeah. Went underneath and over and through the woods and over the mountain. That
1: was good. <laughs> well, there's no better answer than a non-answer.
0: Yeah. And he, he got I pretty close. Wait.
1: Uh, give me one thing,
0: and then at the end, he gave it to me. Yeah. There will be a, uh, if you listen closely, and we, we'll drop it again, um, maybe in a later segment, but if you listen closely, he told you there will be a QB battle going into the season. Now, how many guys will start this year? I don't know. Will three different guys start. Maybe. Will two, if you made me bet at the golden men casino Sportsbook and lounge, not with Phil Mickelson, cause I can't hang with him. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I like what little money I make. And so, um, you know, it's a big deal for me to throw, you know, 50 bones down. But if I had to bet, yes, two guys, at least two guys will, uh, will start at quarterback for Ole Miss. I want to ask the audience, do you agree? How do you see it? You you heard what I just said. I believe at least two different guys will start at the quarterback position. If you had to call it, if you had to handicap it, if you're going to have a couple of Stellas this afternoon with your buddies and debate it, where do you fall? Ag Up Equipment, John Deere Tractor Text Line, 601. 8853776 8853776 and that is powered by your next John Deere tractor from Ag Up Equipment in Canton. Pearl and I passed the Ag Up Equipment in Hattiesburg, McGee and 12, three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen 18 times in the last month. Cuz wow. Yeah. Maybe more than that, but I know of eight. Because if you go down and back, true. Okay, you got me. You've I've been gone, hauling. I I had a dinner, you know, with Robert St. John. I had I was down at the Beau and then I went to the beach. So that's three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. Yeah, that's eighteen. That that's eighteen times that I know of. I think I may have missed one though. Um, it's a good thing I traded in the Jeep, and actually have a car that can road trip. I do, I like the Jeep. It's cool. But sixty days, I got it out of my system.
1: Yeah, that did not last. Did not last long at all. You know, <laughs> it
0: didn't. But it was fun. And you How about this? About it. it was fun while it lasted.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you told Josh Raggio you were like, "I think I'm going to trade it in." He was like, "Don't do that." Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then you did, which I was surprised. You you came in, you were like, "Yep, Jeep's gone." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm a crazy person, uh, or at least Wendy thinks so. What, uh, I was trying to look for this article and, ooh, yep, I got it. I told you I had it. told you I had it. Here it is. Um, all right, 10 years ago. Was it in Esquire? No, GQ. That's why I couldn't find that on the Mm. Google. So I, I bookmarked it. It's, uh, you know how we were talking about eating at the bar? Jason, and I went, Wendy and I went to Louie Louis and and I don't know where Louie Louis's in. It's either in Sand Destin or 30A, whatever. There's kind of a little no man's land there, so I don't know what it's called. But the bottom line is this article in GQ that I read, and I've sent it to every restaurant tour that I know. It's called the the name of the article is the best seat in the house is closest to the liquor. Hey. And then <laughs> here's how it, and then here's the drop. Remember when the bar was all about drinking? Those were good boozy times. Now, even posh restaurants are treating those stools like tables. And having bartenders serve you duck confit. And David Chang couldn't be happier. Chang's a rock star in the industry. Anyway. um, And then he starts it off right here. I think this is pretty good. Wedged ass to elbow in the center of a packed dining room. (laughs) Moving my fork and knife in tiny jerky motions to avoid bumping my neighbors, I'm consumed by a single thought: Why the hell didn't I sit at the bar? And then it's it's a great article. So you know what I'll do? I'll post it on Whiskey61.com. Ooh, perfect! That's a perfect article for Whiskey61.com. Now re- that I
1: thought about it, it's funny that you mentioned Duck confit at the bar because. The last restaurant confit. I worked at, yeah, that's what they changed the menu. They local. had, yeah, local added duck confit, or you're saying confit? Yeah, saying, uh, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun with it. Uh, confit, cauliflower fried rice uh, on the duck entree. And they would serve that at the bar. People would get the, like I said, the bone in New York strip at the bar. I mean, people. Well, of course would, they would. You know, they'd get. So it's not just because you sit at the bar, you're going to get a When I was strip. bartending. <laughs> In the late '90s,
0: people were eating at the bar, like full meal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would much rather do that than. Um, I mean, I like both. Right, I like right. sitting out in the restaurant. It, I like to get my table. My kids and Wendy say, "Oh my god, you're just you know I have to have where I want to be. If not, then I'll pass."
1: Yeah. Uh, what would you say though? The bartender Hall of Fame. That's what you claim. That is correct. Okay. I need to know who's giving out that classification because I did train at the bar for a couple weeks. So I think I... Yeah, you're not in the mix. I mean, training at the
0: bar is is not in the mix. Max says Louie Louie is in Santa Rosa. Okay. It's like seven minutes from San and Hilton. So um, not a bad Uber ride at all. I felt like I took a long Uber ride home last night and the Uber guy never stopped talking. Oh, don't you love it? Yeah, I, n- n- <laughs> n- n- it'd been a long day. Sandustin on the way back, dinner, and uh, I just kept going, he's making my brain hurt. But uh, anyway, (laughs) it it worked out. The Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by the amazing breakfast sandwiches at Fleetway Market in the Market Cafe and Glugstaff. Also, they have Stella Artois. They also have Kona Big Wave Golden Air, L. And, of course, you know they have Michelob Ultra. Uh, Ross Dellinger at 930 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line.